Welcome to Welcome to Acnic Commentary and today we where we use our perspective on talking about random episodes that we created in the home of anchor.fm When it comes to mixing art with movies, some people would think about either posters or even actual art made to dedicate the film, but Blu-ray and DVD covers would often get overlooked. Sure, sure, sometimes they just copy-paste the poster onto it, but sometimes they can turn out some nice work that greatly represent the film, but like all great forms of art or every cover made, there's always a bad one that would ultimately make the movie look stupid. Now, what am I going to do for this top 10 is that I will be focusing purely on the covers of the Blu-rays and DVDs. It doesn't matter if the film itself is either really awesome or one of the worst. If the cover fails to sell the movie and it looks like some cheap arts and crafts job, then you might find it on this list if you don't have an appreciation for DVD and Blu-ray covers. Then you will know once you see the happens when I don't give a crap. I'm at the commentary. These are the top 10 worst DVD and Blu-ray covers of all time. Num Alright, so Number ten Groundhog Day, the special fifteenth anniversary edition. The movie has been recognized by many to be one of the definite definitive films that presents Bill Murray doing what he does best, being Bill Murray, which somehow says cover fails to do so. I mean when you look back at his face, it feels like there's something a bit off about him that would tell our brain that it's not Bill Murray, at least not in the way that he looks in the film. Check out now, Bill Murray, not Bill Murray. Bill Murray, not Bill Murray. It looks like she was done some kind of makeup job in a desperate attempt to make him look younger and doesn't even get me started about those hands. I don't know whose it is, but it clearly don't look like they belong to Bill. Because if you also have the signature clock, that is usually where you would find him in the posters. But I guess now he's both holding it and in it. Well, he's got a second suck above his butt. The only thing that I can relate to, here is Andy McDowell. She looks more relieved that she didn't get the same treatment as Bill. Number 9. And justice for all. For the most part, it looks like the cover of your typical lawyer movie. You'd got the city backdrop, a courthouse, and an American flag for good measure. But the real problem here comes from the star of the movie, Al Pacino, represented in hilariously bad Photoshop job. Seriously. You could easily tell that whoever worked on this just cut off Pacino's head and placed in some random body just to make him look like Sal, Saul Goodman or something. And if you need for the proof that this is the case here, here's the DVD of the, before the Blu-ray with the exact same head. It's like one of those things where you can see it and the illusion is entirely destroyed. And you can't honestly the phone and knows this man needs to still be the best lawyer in town, but more like it needs the best graphic artist in town. Number 8. Food fight, but also we are unfortunate enough to witness what is widely regarded as the worst animated film of all time. They would know that the two main characters are Dex Detective and Sunshine Goodness, which 
you can find them right here in the cover. Just behind these guys, which are more prominently featured. Yeah, those covers would legit shove off their main characters in order to make room for Charlie, Tuna, Vlasic, and the Stork, and Twinkie the Kid, and Mrs. Buttersworth, who all their appearances combined don't even add up to the minute of, yet here they are acting like they're the stars of the show. And it's all about them. This would be exactly like if Disney made a poster for Who Framed Roger Rabbit and they put in Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny, and Woody Woodpecker as the headliners for, oh, and don't forget Eddie Valiant of Roger Rabbit in that small corner. I mean, we got to put the main characters somewhere, right? I mean, seriously. Number seven. Near Dark, for those of you who don't know where Dark is actually a pretty awesome film. It's said to be one of the reasons why vampire movies were taken seriously in the 1980s. However, I guess that Blu-ray took it more as a joke, whatever. One expects this to be at the action-packed gore fest that would satisfy the need of any vampire fan by looking at that cover. Of course not. The ones that it represents itself makes it look like a freaking Twilight ripoff, especially the way that it makes the guy look like the main vampire and the girl as the come-in. Now, if you have seen the movie, it's actually the other way around. I understand that not everyone has seen this movie, but is it so hard to ask the film's cover to tell me what it's about? Seriously, why? Number six. Real genius. As you can imagine, being electrocuted sounds like a pretty painful experience, and that's probably putting it very lightly, but apparently, according to this cover, Val Kilmer seems impervious to it. Have you ever seen the shockers around him putting in millions of volts onto his head? And she's just standing there looking as if she's just mildly confused. It's like the photographer took a shot and killed him. They didn't notice, hey Val, don't worry, I know how you feel, bro, because as far as my knowledge on the movie goes, I don't remember you getting electrocuted like this either. Number 5. Apollo 13. As you can see, this is just a very generic cover that only contains the title and the actors playing as the astronauts. But what makes this one unfortunate comfortably use is that it has to put in a comic filter for no reason. I mean, sure, there are other covers as well that uses the same filter and don't make, doesn't make sense either, but this is the one where it looks the most pointless. I mean, this has nothing to do with comics at all. This is a true story about a failed space mission. What Ben used that filter at all? Now, some can argue that the filter is meant to capture that Roy Lichtenstein, but all it does is just think that the actors look like a sack of potatoes, and one of them from each is slightly out with tiny beady eyes and large, larps, large lips. I mean, come on. Just because something happens doesn't mean it could take me seriously. Number four. Shrek 2. Okay. Just a moment, please. Excuse me for one second. Number four. The stupid trend. You know exactly what I'm talking about with this trend. And it dominated plenty of DVD and Blu-ray covers. Allow me to explain how this works first for Shrek 2. You got a simple color as your background when you got an uncomfortable close-up of the character's face. And finally, 
just put in the title on the top there. That's just apparently enough to make a cover beforehand. It started out with Fox made use on the animated films like ones from Blue Sky and DreamWorks. And it really got out of hand when other studios were doing it as well. Like Universal, Sony, even Disney was doing it in their older films. It's been worse than they do on a bad animated film. Like, for example, Ice Age, Continental Drift, How to Train Your Dragon. And uh, an American Trail, Arthur Christmas, Finding Nemo, well, on Blu-ray, Garfield, The Tale of Two Kitties, The Smurfs, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, The Smurfs too. It gives you no choice but to look at these monstrosity, because I remember when covers used to tell you a little bit of what the movie would be about. But nowadays, it, look at this, and it feels like it's saying, take a closer look, look at that smell. And it's not just on animated features. Either com companies are starting to do with that live-action films, too. There was a time when audiences had choice had a choice to watch either Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore. But now these covers are asking you, would you like Adam Sandler with a hat or a golf ball in his mouth? Very sorry I'm going on about this one, but this is seriously a huge issue. It is true that simplicity can be its own art form, but result can be some covers, and there's a fine line between being artistic and being lazy, and these ones just plain suck. Number three. Okay, before I get in my number three, I just want to say one more thing about the last one. I must find one good thing to say about this trend. Is that at the very least, if you need to identify what the movie is by looking at the cover. For example, here we have a picture of Shrek. So naturally, this is a Blu-ray cover abstract. Now, without looking at the title, can anyone guess what this movie is? You don't know? Come on, it's pretty obvious. As you can see, keep up. It's Lost Action Hero. You could tell because it has Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's holding a gun. You know, just like in every single one of his action movies. Okay, now we're going to number two. The Siam the Spider-Man trilogy. The Siam. The Sammy Rami Spider-Man Trilogy. If there's one thing that's far worse than being generic, there's also being stupid. This version of the cover not only got into stupid trend route, but giving us this dark blue background with only Spider-Man and the villain of this future. But they had to make the boneheaded decision of adding in a giant number at the bottom to emphasize which realm it is of the trilogy. Now, to its credit, it does make sense with the first film, so we... That we have Spider-Man 1, but then the idea gets immediately destroyed when we move forward with Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. 3. What do you have to repeat the number? It's medically pointless, and the worst part is that the cover would be better without them because it's still very easy to identify. Which realm from the trilogy it is, we have to know the Green Goblin is in the first one, the second one has Doc Ock, and the third one is with the symbiote that makes Spidey suplex. Oh, and Connect forget to mention the, the rubber is already of the title. It is true, though, that they all come in a box set, uh, which it's... And it explains how the covers are similar in style, but when you open it to find the covers themselves, you'll find the Dara 
stupid and pointless as that big number. And the number one worst DVD and Blu-ray cover is... Space Jam, the 20th anniversary Blu-ray steelbook. Regardless of what you think about the movie, this cover is like the Blu-ray equivalent of a train wreck. No matter where you look at, can you always find something that feels horribly wrong about it? Is that why we don't just take the time to just analyze it? It will be like a fun little game of spots. The problem, well, first off, you got Michael Jordan just taking over half of the cover. I know he's the star of the movie, but he's not really giving room for other characters. I mean, I can't even tell if Lala's not happy about it. And then you'll have some random shots of Elmer Fudd and Taz that somehow look like Taz or Elmer Fudd. Then there's Bugs Bunny, whom I guess is more important to have him hold a bottle of Michael's secret stuff than to have eyebrows and... Then there's Tweety Bird, who's rich. He's going to take a crap. There will be ten times the size that for the original characters in the movie. That's other batch of randomness, where you, a bunch of random cheerleading nerd locks. No, no, not the main ones. Just the little extras. And you've got the green guy in the corner. That That's it. Unless you count the blue guy popping on the head of the sign. Like, he's asking, no, I'm getting a sandwich. Want me to get you anything? And... And then to top that all off the wrong colors on the title, that makes it even worse than having two random as batch of characters on display. Is that how they look so inconsistent from one another in terms of their shading? Some of them look like they were taken directly from the movie. Others look like they had to be recolored to look more simple than they do in the film. And then you have this giant picture of Michael Jordan. It really does beg the question, what's wrong with the previous cover? That was fine. Why not just use the poster, in fact? But in any of them, just use the poster instead of making a disastrous mess. They seriously doubt what a bad cover can do, making it look like a bad photo show sob or something. That poorly represents what a film is about, and just looks like flat-out lazy screw. These movies, man, might as well replace them with a piece of paper and write the title with a sharpie, and they're unfinished. So, in conclusion... That is, that is it. And, uh, that is basically all the DVD covers that suck. So, I'm going to shout out to some people before I leave the road and get ready for my next episode of Acnic. A special shout out to Alpha Nerd, which replied, Pantsless Pajamas, if I saw him in real life, he didn't have the common sense hoodie I wouldn't recognize. And Psycho Mercenary said, Well, MP Carlson, I must say, you're an odd fellow, but I must say, you steam a good meme. And also, shout a shout-out to Square Lukester, who says, I sent it on Strong Bad's official Twitter page. And then, and then Voice of the Emperor reports, Gets a shout out. AG Ashby gets a shout out. Audrey Licious Burgess gets a shout out. Unikitty Pushing Cookie 78 gets another shout out, just like in the other episode. Missy B gets another. 
Pan Raptor gets another. Ashley J gets another. Rushlight Invader gets another. Tokyo Kashi Kakashi gets another. Nathan Cruz gets another. Star Lowey Todd Ward fan gets another. Kevin Sutherland gets another. Marcus Ward gets another. Rick Sanchez gets another. Mama Steven gets another. <gasps> and finally, Domek. And finally, Dragon Fighter, which said, Rick, you good? Season 4 proved to me that you weren't. Bye.